Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. How can I help? Hi, thanks for telling my family and me about Toyota's national sales event. We got a new RAV4 during the event and it's been great. Well, that makes me happy. Right now through September 6th, It is the best time to drive off in a new Camry Hybrid, Tacoma, and more. So what are you up to? You know, we took the RAV4 to a great spot, and now we're exploring a cave. Amazing. Yeah, my wife talked me into spelunking. I'm actually a complete and absolute amateur. Absolute amateur. Absolute amateur. Huh, I could have done without the echo on that. Toyota's national sales event is on. Visit your participating Toyota dealer today to enjoy every last second of summer. Toyota, let's go places. See your participating Toyota dealer for details. Dealer inventory may vary. Event ends September 6th. Hey everybody, welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Glad to have you along as we get ready for this game with the Citadel coming up on Saturday. We've got a noon kick at Williams-Brice. And SEC Nation will be broadcasting live from 10 until noon on Saturday. And it is salute to the military day as well. So big day coming up at Williams-Brice. Emerson Phillips here with Matt O'Brien. He's our analyst from Gamecock Central. And he's a former Gamecock football player now working for NBC Sports. How are you doing tonight, Matt? I'm doing great, Anderson. Thanks for having me. All right. Good to be with you again this week. Uh, we're going to talk about the Citadel a little bit. Obviously, this is not a game that jumps out at you on the schedule. But it is always fun when... Uh, anytime South Carolina plays an in-state opponent, Citadel obviously is an FCS school, and they actually have had a very good year. Matt, they're seven and three, and they finished six and one in the Southern Conference, and they ended up in a tie for the Southern Conference championship. But they did lose last week to Chattanooga, which is ranked number nine in the country this week in the FCS rankings, and uh, Citadel ends up tied with Chattanooga for the Southern Conference championship. But Chattanooga obviously will win it by virtue of their head-to-head win over the Citadel last week, thirty. 1 to 23. So talk about the Citadel, talk about this game a little bit here, Matt, and what Gamecock fans can expect to see at Williams Rice for this noon kick. Yeah, you know, starting off with the Citadel, they're a team that does a lot of things well at their level. They're very esteemed. They've improved a lot on the offensive side of the ball, but also the defensive side of the ball, where they feel they have a really solid unit. But this isn't a team that South Carolina circled on the schedule at the beginning of the year. It was sort of one of those teams that you have on there, and it's it's a gimme look when, when fans look at the schedule, you know, but this is no gimme game for the Gamecocks. They have to come out and they'll have to execute on both sides of the ball. This Citadel team, like all the Citadel teams, uh, I played against them in 2011, and they're a smart, well-disciplined team that'll, that'll 
keep you against the ropes if you're not careful. All right, Matt, they run the triple option, and I've read some comments today from John Hoke, the Gamecocks co-defensive coordinator, and he was asked if he had seen, I think somewhat jokingly, he was asked if he had seen the triple option in the NFL, and he said that he had not. Nobody in the NFL runs the triple option, obviously, but uh, he did mention that he had faced uh, Air Force when he worked in college ball prior to his long stint in the NFL. So talk about this triple option that the Citadel runs. I mean, it's a run offense, Matt, and I saw that the Citadel is only averaging about nine pass attempts per game, and their leading receiver They've actually got two receivers that are tied for the club lead with 11 receptions apiece. They don't throw it much at all. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Emerson. They run the ball 87% of the time, and uh, it starts up with the quarterback, Dominique Allen. He does a tremendous job at getting downhill in a hurry, and early on in the season, he kind of struggled with his decision-making. You know, he's had to get comfortable in that offense at that level, but he's sort of good of late, and they're really comfortable with where he's at in this part of the season. And then at the, at the runners, they have Cam Jackson and Isaiah Smith, they're both uh, very powerful, very decisive runners that really make that one decision, and they cut downhill in a hurry. And they also run well on the outside, and they'll get to the perimeter and then cut it upfield in the edge. And uh, one thing I notice when they run is that if they see a weakness in a defense, especially on the perimeter at the cornerback position, they'll run at them and target them specifically. And these runners do a good job at sort of uh, pinpointing the weakness on a, a defensive back's uh, arsenal, whether it be the corner, safety. So if the safety is not aggressive enough, they'll attack that area. These runners get downhill in a hurry. And like you said, the passing isn't really their forte. They're, they're a run team. But when they do pass, they pass on vertical routes. It's all off that play action trickery from the option. And the safeties in particular need to be very careful on not getting overly aggressive, not getting frustrated, looking to come up and stop the run. They need to stay back against the pass. You know, they, they have those two receivers, like you said, with 11 receptions each, but they're averaging over 19 yards per catch, which means they're getting upfield. It's all downfield passes. So there are some things that this Citadel offense does uh, does pretty well. Yeah, they choose their spots when they throw it, don't they? And when they do, they generally can break off big chunks of yardage in that passing game. So let's talk about defending the triple option. Matt, you know, people always say that when you're playing defense against the triple option, it's assignment football. Talk about that. I remember going against Navy and the Citadel in 2011 under Ellis Johnson, and he said that you guys not only need to know your jobs and also the player next to you's job, but you have to understand the balance of the defense and understand what the unit is trying to do. And if you lose focus on that play, a team like the Citadel who runs that type of offense, it can hurt you. But it all starts up front with the defensive line. As you know, uh, they run a lot of the cut blocks with the offensive linemen, and uh, that can be frustrating at times. I remember the South Carolina defensive linemen would get frustrated, and they would tend to get out of their technique because of it. And that's exactly what the Citadel offense and those type of offenses want you to do. They want you to get frustrated. They want you to kind of have those lapses in technique and focus because you're trying to avoid those cut blocks, which hurt a defensive player's knees. Um, then at linebacker, it's really key for the linebackers to play with good depth. I know... You want to, in your mind, you think that they should kind of crowd the line of scrimmage, but really the linebacker should play a little bit further back so they have space to read the play, diagnose it, and react properly. And that'll be especially on the shoulders of Sky Moore. He'll be in the middle of that defensive lineman, or should be in the middle of that defensive lineman. Alignment, and uh, he has the, the best speed and the best football IQ of the Gamecock defense. He should be able to get into the position to make plays on the football, and he can't let himself get to those blockers. And that goes back to the defensive linemen. They need to not only kind of avoid those cut blocks and make plays themselves, but they need to hold those, those offensive linemen from getting to the second level so that a guy like Sky Moore or T.J. Holloman 
come downhill and make a tackle on the play. And then, like I was saying with the players, how uh, the Citadel will like to attack certain spots of the defense, especially the perimeter, if the corners are playing weak. That that will be true with the Gamecocks. Their corners can play back. They cannot play soft. If they do, the Citadel will continue to run at them. And then, again, for the safeties, it's not only important close to the line of scrimmage to be in position to make a play on the, the run, also have it in their mind that the Citadel will do some trickery. They will make some passes downfield if they see the safety cheating up. Previewing the Citadel game here on Gamecock Central Radio, Emerson Phillips with Matt O'Brien. And we've got new smartphone apps that are available for you for Gamecock Central Radio. The Android app is out, and the new iPhone app is available now as well. And we're on iTunes. All you got to do is search Gamecock Central Radio for all three, the iPhone app, the Android app, or on iTunes, just search Gamecock Central Radio. Matt, uh, South Carolina is going to have a big size advantage on the line of scrimmage in this game, but uh, let's talk about the Citadel defense for a moment. Um, I noticed that the Citadel's got 17 interceptions. Their defense has picked off 17 passes this year. That's pretty doggone good. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Emerson. They, they do a good job of taking the ball away. That's something that they preached this offseason. That's something that their defense last year did not do. And they're really confident in the players they have in their front seven, in particular Tevin Floyd, who has two interceptions that he returned for touchdowns this year, and also James Riley, who leads the team in tackles. And then up front, you got a defensive tackle named Mitchell Jeter. He's a guy who plays very physical. He plays with good technique, and he's very violent with his hands. He's a guy who, along with the rest of their front seven, will not be afraid of, an, of a, a bigger South Carolina offensive line. They've seen South Carolina, the South Carolina offensive line struggle so far this year, and they'll, look, they'll be looking to capitalize. All right, so Matt, for the Gamecock offense, how will they go about attacking the Citadel defense, and how will the Gamecocks try to beat them? You can't just line up and, and beat any team you face, regardless whether or not you have better athletes. But this is a game where the Gamecocks do have a decided advantage in that category. The Citadel, as hard as they might fight, as, as well as they might play in their assignments, they simply just don't have the athletes that South Carolina will have on display. That, that being said... The Gamecocks' number one thing is that they shouldn't outsmart themselves in their play calling. They should go out there and hit the key playmakers on the key packages of plays that work and have been working the most effectively with Perry Orth this season. Just keep doing that over and over again, even if it's not working in those explosive plays like we're used to seeing. Just maintain the clock management. Keep that clock going because one thing that I, I remember playing against a team like Navy who ran a similar offense as a Citadel is that when they got ahead, they looked to stay ahead. So when the offense got back on the field, I remember we were kind of scared of there in the end. We were losing 21-17 in Navy going into the fourth quarter. We eventually came back and won. But we were scared at that point, and the offensive play calling seemed to kind of be hindered by that in the third quarter. So anyway, the offensive play calling, just don't outsmart yourselves. Hit the key playmakers. I'm looking for Brandon Wilds, Farrell Cooper, and Drell Adams to have big days. Brandon Wilds. In 2011 against the Citadel, he had over 100 yards combined between rushing and, and receiving. I think he finished with about 106 in those two categories. So I'm looking for him to have a big day on Saturday. Previewing the Citadel game here on Gamecock Central Radio, you can get breaking Gamecock news alerts delivered to your email inbox. Just text USC to 42828. Text USC to 42828 or just go to the Gamecock Central homepage. Emerson Phillips and Matt O'Brien here. Matt, final thoughts here and a score prediction for Saturday's game. We talked about the things that Citadel does well. They obviously run a dangerous offense that gives the defense a lot to think about. They'll look to control the clock, which could scare the, the defense and even the offense for the Gamecocks. 
But I think the South Carolina team is in need of a win. The team has not given up. Coach Elliott will have the team ready to go. They'll come out playing for 60 minutes hard, fast, and looking to uh, to really finish strong this year. I like what Citadel does, but I'm liking what South Carolina will put on the field on Saturday. I would say 34 to 17 South Carolina. Matt, it's interesting to me that uh, the Citadel actually has more players that played high school football in the state of South Carolina than the Gamecocks do. I looked at both rosters before we started the show tonight, and the Citadel's got 53 kids. That's what I counted. 53 kids that played high school football in South Carolina, and the Gamecocks have got 38. So this is very much a a Palmetto State kind of ball game here, as you would expect, South Carolina and the Citadel. And uh, it is a fun game when these two get together. I know it's not the most glamorous matchup that the Gamecocks play every year, but there's something special about the South Carolina Citadel matchup because these two have been going at it, you know, for a long time in football, and it's an old rivalry in South Carolina. Yeah, you know, that's something I've actually really liked that about the – the interstate games that we play, whether it be the Citadel or Coastal Carolina, but it's 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 fun watching these kids who who go out there and they may not have been recruited by South Carolina or Clemson, and when they get the chance to play against the Gamecocks, they go out there and they leave it all on the field, and it's really exciting to watch. And uh, I'm expecting the Citadel to do that on Saturday. They'll bring their A game. A lot of these kids may have grown up South Carolina fans, like you said, over 50 kids on their roster are from the state of South Carolina, and. Uh, They'll be looking to battle, and they'll be looking to prove that they belong on the same field as the Gamecocks. They'll certainly bring it on Saturday. All right, some of the South Carolina natives that uh, are playing for the Citadel include Lorenzo Ward's son, number 37, Donovan Ward, is a freshman. Uh, he's a running back for the Citadel. He played at Dreer High School in Columbia. Shy Phillips is a sophomore defensive back from Hartsville. He won a state championship at Hartsville playing for Coach Jeff Calabrese. If you follow high school football in South Carolina, you probably know the name Shy Phillips. And the Citadel's got a running back named Tyler Renew, who played at Ben Lippin, a private school in Columbia. He's a junior running back. In fact, he scored a handful of touchdowns, and he's one of their primary running backs. So uh, the Williams boys from Spring Valley, Jordan and Jalen, both freshman defensive linemen. The list goes on and on. So it'll be fun to see a lot of these uh, familiar names for folks who follow high school football in our state uh, get a chance to come play at Williams-Brice against the Gamecocks. Matt, should be fun. Noon kickoff on Saturday. And wanted to pass along again that it is a salute to the military day. The Gamecocks pick one game each year and honor the military. So we'll have a halftime ceremony for that. And also, Matt, the University of South Carolina Athletics Department issued a statement tonight that there will be increased security at Williams-Brice, not only for this game, but for the Clemson game next weekend. And this is in the wake of the increase in terrorist activity across the globe. So no credible threats have been made to Williams-Brice Stadium. It's simply a matter of precaution, a substantial increase in law enforcement personnel at Williams-Brice this Saturday and next Saturday. And fans are being encouraged to get to the stadium earlier. And if you need to bring a bag, you're encouraged not to bring a bag. But if you need to bring a bag, maybe you have small kids, they ask that you make it a clear plastic bag, and that will shorten your wait time as you're coming into Williams-Brice Stadium. So, again, fans encouraged to get there early on Saturday. And we hope you'll take advantage of the live broadcast of SEC Nation that will be going on at 10 until noon. And, of course, we do have this noon kick for South Carolina and the Citadel. So, Matt, enjoy being with you on the show every week. And we'll have reaction to the Citadel game next week. And we will preview South Carolina and Clemson here on Gamecock Central Radio next week. Thanks for your time, partner. 
Thank you, Emerson. All right, always good to talk with you, Matt. That's Matt O'Brien, former Gamecock football player, now working in broadcasting. Matt's in New York City, and he works for NBC Sports. So he joins us each week to talk X's and O's. So that'll wrap it up for this edition on Gamecock Central Radio. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.